Welcome to Basic Brewing Radio for Thursday, December 15th. I think it's the 15th. The Ides of December. <laughs> this is a special edition of uh, Basic Brewing Radio. We're all about homebrew. All about homebrew. Here at uh, Basic Brewing Radio, but it's special for two reasons. One, I have my good friend Steve Wilkes here with me to do the show. And number two, in addition to the regular audio podcast, we're doing a video version as well. So, how exciting is that? It's great. And the, the reason that we're doing it is because uh, we're set up, got the cameras and lights set up for uh, our all-grain DVD. We're going to be shooting some of that today and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, since we've got it all set up... Why not? Let's go for it. Let's do it. Yeah. So, if you've got a, a video uh, iPod... Uh, you might want to check on the website to see if this podcast has been posted yet. And, you know, since this, in this instance the content is going to be the same on the audio as the video, mm -hmm. you might just wait and uh, listen to the, the podcast and watch it at the same time on your, on your video iPod. So, okay, cool. uh, I'm not going to put the, this video content, since this is an experiment, I'm not going to put the video content on the podcast feed You'll have to go to the website and uh, click on the link in this episode description. Okay. Uh, because I don't want, say, people with um, dial-up connections <laughs> <laughs> to think that they're downloading the regular audio episode and then, you know, be swearing at me. Uh, Absolutely. When they're when they're downloading all that stuff. So anyway, it's an exciting thing. Hmm? It's an experiment this time. Take a look at it on your on your machine. Um, this is kind of a beta test. It's a beta, the beta version. And see if you like it. Send us some feedback. And yeah. who knows, you know, we may do some of these again in the future. Yeah. So, anyway, welcome to Studio B. Studio B. Otherwise known as the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's you got know, Letterman written all over it. You, 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 take, uh, you take what you can get. And I've got the comfy chairs. Yep. And uh, I, I want to do three things today. First of all, we've got our experiment mm -hmm. uh, with uh, doing extract brews in two different ways, and Steve can't remember. I think I've told you. Yeah, you, you, we talked about this, I don't know, a week or two ago, and you said, here's what I'm going to do. And I said, that sounds great, but now I can't remember what's what, so, <laughs> so I'm perfect for this test, I, because I'm the guinea pig. You'll be, you'll be a blind? A blind tester. tester. So yes. we'll try these two different beers. Yeah. And we'll see what uh, differences that we that we taste in. Mm -hmm. Also, we have an interesting experiment uh, in that we've got three batches of the same recipe. Oh, the Americolsch. That's right. Oh, this will be great. You'll love this. So two, two, two. I did. Yeah. In fact, they're my like first and second batches of all grain. Mm -hmm. And the third one was your first batch of all grain. That's right. And we differed in the process a little bit uh, between each batch. So it'll be interesting. To but see same recipe. Same recipe. Yeah. And I know that we'll be able to t uh, taste some difference between uh, the first batch and the second batch. But it'll be interesting to see if we can... Anyway, we'll mm -hmm. get to that. We'll get I'm to that. I'm getting ahead of myself. So, um, and also, the third thing is we, uh, we got some responses to our holiday wish list request. I'm sure there will be lots of things for Santa to put in their stockings. That's right. I'll have yeah. some big stockings yeah. for some of these things. Yeah. Now, how can we get, you know, the the significant other to listen to the podcast? 
Well, uh, that's what we need to hear. Casey from Asylum Springs, when we read his, he's a sneaky guy. He's got it figured out? And he okay, he got that covered. All right. So what do you want to do first? Do you want to taste the experiment first? I think we should taste the beers first and then go into the... I think that's wise. ...holiday wish list. I think that's wise. Because I think it might be more fun yeah. to read this stuff after we <laughs> or more of had a, a couple of beers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, about, it's about lunchtime, oh, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we get more bang for the buck out of the homebrew today. That's right. So you want to do the experiment first, or do you want to do the Americold? You know, I don't know. I think I want to... Let's do the experiment first. Okay. And then, since it's an experiment, we mm-hmm. may need a palate cleanser. But we don't know. Yeah, that's right. So, so let's try it. Now, here's what we've got. This is kind of the control of the experiment. This is the placebo? Or, or... <laughs> yeah, there's no beer in there. <laughs> and then this is the, this is the, um, the experiment part. Now, get your, get your glass. Okay. Or actually, we get a couple of glasses. A couple of glasses. Yeah, we'll need two glasses. Um, I tell you what. Now, first of all, I want to point this out. These are growlers from the same establishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, this is when the when the brew pub, the local brew pub, first started, mm-hmm. and they've since changed ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you who are listening, one is clear. The first one is clear, and the other is brown. One displays the beer rather nicely. But oxidation or it, uh, skunking is it, it suggests yeah. it's uh, uh, it uh, subjects it to light. Yeah. So you can get some skunking on the on the hops. The other one, Chris Milam, the new uh, head brewer at this brew pub, said that he wanted brown glass because he cares about the beer. Cares about the beer. Not that the other guy didn't care about the beer, but anyway. All right. So here we go, and this has been in the this growler for a week and three days. So it's not mature, but hopefully it'll be mature enough to where we can taste differences. And it um, hopefully it's not just the nastiest stuff we've ever tasted. <laughs> sure, it will be. Uh, <laughs> it'll be uh, interesting. Smells like beer. Well, that, that's a good step. Now it's you know it may not be very pretty. There's yours. Okay. So what we're looking for is a difference in taste between the two examples. That's right. Okay. Now there's there's your first okay. one. There's my first one. Now should we should we pour them? Yeah, let's pour them so we can see if we can see any visual see difference. A difference? Okay. Now, what, how would you describe the color of that uh, of the first one, Steve? Uh, straw colored, uh, a little bit of a caramel color, very light. You didn't ask me about the smell, but it has a really light, pleasant smell. Okay, I think good. it smells like good beer. It's cloudy. If I had to guess just by looking at it, I'd say it was some kind of a wheat beer. But that's just—I mean, if you just had handed it to me, right? You know. So what is this? Oh, I don't know. Wheat beer. Okay. Uh, the other now one looks about the same. We've the second. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, can you tell any difference between the two? The first beer is a little darker. A little darker. Mm-hmm. That's that's, uh, that's yeah. an interesting observation. That that kind of figures into the experiment. So now we'll we'll taste. We'll taste. This is the control. We'll taste the control first. All right. 
Mm. That's really good. That's tasty. <laughs> Get a little carbonation in that and let's uh, call it good. Actually, that's that's really quite good. That's very good. It's very um, it's it's hoppy. It's it's sweet and hoppy. It's sweet and hoppy. Sweet and hoppy. Yeah. It's uh, very citrusy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll tell you that I used Cascade uh, hop pellets. Wow. Use Cascade hop pellets. That's excellent. Each one of these has started the boil with three quarts of water. Okay. And uh, I used two cups of light dry malt extract and a quarter ounce of Cascade hop pellets in each for bittering. That is the recipe. That's the recipe. But how you but process, the process it is different. Okay. okay. I have to taste this one more time. Okay. Well, that's not a bad idea. It's pretty good stuff. Man, that's really good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised at how good that is. Okay. Here. Number, number two. two. And I, I, I meant to get some water, but I forgot. Cracker or something. Yeah. You know, if, if this is white wine, we'd have some brie. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's not. It's not. And we don't have any. Oh, there you go. Okay. This doesn't have anywhere near the bouquet. No, it doesn't. Ooh. That's good, too, but it's different. To me, this has more sweetness. The first one. The first one. It has more of a... This is a flatter taste. Now, by flat, I mean in the first beer, I get this hump of sweetness Mm -hmm. that goes away. Mm -hmm. And then I get a hump of hoppiness. They're both very nice, but they're very separate things in my palate. Kind of a dual hump. Dual hump. A dual hump camel. Now, what, how would this you is describe like a single second? hump camel. It's, I mean, I'm tasting all the. I'm tasting the hop up front, and all the way through, and I'm tasting the sweetness up front, and all the way through. But neither, to me, are as pronounced. Hmm. Interesting. Now, what, are, what do you think? This is more bitter. Mm-hmm. Would you say yeah. it's more bitter? Yeah, I would. And maybe that's why I'm not getting that sweetness. You know, this This is I think this is well balanced, but it's different. There's there's just, which, there's which a, one? The first one? The first one is I think it's well balanced, but it's got a it's it's definitely got a poom poom in flavor to me. And this one kinda just goes like that. Meaning a single for those listening. Yeah, I'm the sorry. Poom, poom, <laughs> the poom poom is a double <laughs> double hump. Yeah. And the wah is just the one. Yeah. So interesting. Now, here's what I did. Wow, that's really good, though. Yeah, the second one's good. They're both good, and I'm surprised that they're both good. Okay, here's 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 the scenario. Here's what happened. All right. A couple of episodes ago, I gave some advice to someone who was brewing high-gravity, low-volume extract beers. And i got to remember to look at the camera. There. Every now and then. Uh, this is a beta broadcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is a test. This is a test. This is only a test. Don't, if you see anything on your screen, just ignore it. <laughs> okay, so so here, here's, he was worried about brewing in only two and a half to three gallons mm-hmm. of volume. He's mm-hmm. doing a split boil. He's worried that he was not getting, this is Matt, and I can't remember where Matt was from. Pardon me, Matt. I should have gotten that out of my on my notes. He was concerned that he was not getting the, the bitterness that he wanted out of his hops because of the high gravity. gravity. 
once you get, I think, over 1050, 1.050 in specific gravity, you start, your hop utilization starts to suffer and you don't get the the bitterness that... So if you wanted to to brew like a 1050 beer and you're you're boiling only half of it, Mm -hmm. then you've got to start with a wort that you're boiling of 1100 or 1.100. And that's going to cut down on your hop utilization. Right. So my advice to him was start with just water, boil your hops only. Pull the hop flavor out first. Or yeah, pull the, pull the oils out of the, yeah. the hops yeah. and isomerize, isomerize them. <clears throat> <laughs> and we've only I'm had I'm going to challenge you to bit. say that again after yeah, our after second After we said the second tasting? Yeah. Okay. And maybe I can say sacrification as well. So anyway, you pull the... You pull the bitterness out, Mm -hmm. and then you add the extract in the last 15 minutes of the boil because, as we talked with Bob Hansen, all you need to do with the extract is to sanitize it. Right. And there are some people that say you don't even have to boil the extract at all. You just add it after the boil, and and you're good. But I think Bob and I agree that you feel more comfortable in in, uh, sterilizing your extract. So you could just add the extract... Like the last 15 minutes. Exactly. Okay. So. This uh, is a new process to me. I, this is a great idea. So after I said that, John Palmer mm-hmm. uh, was listening because we were running the second half of his interview. Mm-hmm. He emailed me and said that he was worried about boiling hops in water alone because he was afraid that we'd get some grassy off flavors from the hops. So I said, mm, well... That's, you know, he knows more about marine than I do, um, has more experience in doing this kind of a advice mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Uh, so hmm. I, I emailed Bob Hansen to see what he thought about that issue, and he didn't have an opinion one way or the other. So I said, you know, I hate to give advice to people uh, when I haven't tried it myself. Yeah. So what I did was I set up an experiment, two, two brew pots side by side. Start out with three quarts of water in each, brought them up to boil, mm-hmm. added the extract and the hops in at the same time on the first one that we tasted. Mm-hmm. The second one, I just added the bittering hops with, to just the water. Mm-hmm. And then last 15 minutes of the boil, I, I added the extract. Mm-hmm. And I sprinkled it for, for aroma and flavor, flavor rather. I, I sprinkled just a few hop pellets in each. Just for fun. So, and and, and in the meantime, after I started that experiment, I talked to Chris Colby of of BYO Magazine for an upcoming interview. He's the editor of BYO Magazine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he expressed the same concerns that John had over boiling the hops in water alone. A grassy off flavor. Grassy off flavor. That was the concern. That was the... Well, uh, I can't remember if, if, if... Chris had that same observation, but he was worried about extracting bad stuff from the hops in just water alone. So tasting these two... I don't get that at all. I don't get the grassy off flavor, mm-hmm. but I do get quite a There's a, a, measure, a, a noticeable amount of difference in the bitter. These, are, these to me, are two different beers. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are not the same beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it does make a difference. I, I think 
They're both good. Now, now the advice that that uh, John and Chris had, if you're concerned about getting a grassy off flavor of your beer, is to add part of your extract at the start of the boil. And John said that he likes to add enough extract at the start of the boil to get up to 1030 or 1.030 specific gravity. And I was worried that if you're a beginning brewer, you're not too sure what specific gravity yeah. means and what advice can I give to beginning brewers so that they won't freak out and say, oh, my God, I have to measure with a hydrometer to even get into the boil. And, you know, I want to make this process the as basic as possible. Um, so I asked Chris Colby, you know, his take on that. And he said just add a quarter of your amount of extract at the beginning of the boil or even an eighth. Because split the difference. Yeah. And the issue is alkalinity. He said, oh. and the malt extract, adding the malt extract kind of takes that. Changes the pH or takes it out. Yeah. How interesting. This is a great experiment. Um, boy, the, the first beer is a milder beer, I think, mm-hmm. and much, it, it's sweeter. It's not cloying. It's not a kind of a, ooh, that's sweet. It's not mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. but, it, but it's a sweeter beer. The, the second beer is definitely bitter, and in hindsight, I mean, the second time I tasted, I think it's better balanced, too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you're getting all, to, to my palate, I mean, other people can disagree with this, but to my palate, I'm getting every flavor at every second in the beer that you boiled the wort, I mean, the, the hops separately. I prefer the second one. I prefer the one where the hops were bittered, or hops were added at the beginning of the boil with no extract. Also, what we pointed out in the beginning is that the one where I added the extract and the big, all of the extract in the beginning of the boil, is noticeably darker. Yeah, it is. It's a lot it's darker. Like, it's like a shade or two darker than the one that uh, we added the extract, or I added the extract to the last 15 minutes of the boil. So if you're making a beer that you want to be really light Mm -hmm. and it's an extract brew, think of adding the majority of your your extract the last 15 minutes of the boil. Yeah. But, you know, when we first tasted the the first one, I really liked the taste of that. Very malty, very sweet. I still like the taste of it. Um, But compared to this one, it's uh, it, it's a little watery somehow. Really? To me. You think so? Yeah. I better taste some more. You better taste some more. All in the interest of, you know, science. Or maybe, watery is not, probably not the right word. It, it, it just doesn't ha- it doesn't have the, woo, like the second one does. Hmm. There's definitely more bitterness in the second one. Yeah. And you're, you're probably right, more more balanced. As I figured it out, I think what I was shooting for is an IBU of... Boy, that's good. <laughs> Voice under. <laughs> what I was shooting for is an IBU of like 77 and a specific gravity of uh, 1080. Mm-hmm. So a pretty darn hoppy beer. Yeah. But this, this gets it. Still pretty good. Oh man! So you know what we need to do? Uh, we need to drink. Um, we need to finish these off so mm-hmm. we can have our glasses clear. Yeah. So 
So here's the first one. Oh, and cheers, oh, brother. Cheers. And cheers to you. Cheers to you. Boy, mm. you know, you could just kind of make little growler-sized batches of beer and just kind of always have them going. And and you know, that goes to <laughs> that goes to a question. That's not it. I'm pulling pieces of paper off the floor. That's not it. Not gonna. That's not it. Where is it? Um. I might be able to find it. Okay. Please stand by. Please stand by. Ah, here we go. There's a technical difficulty. Now, Mike from Chicago said, um, I've been listening for about a month now and I've gone through all the past episodes. Nice job. Thanks, Mike. My experiences in beer tasting with my wife suggest a show topic. In general, we tend to not like the same kinds of beers. I'm a bit of an omnivore, and she tends to prefer wheats and pilsners. However, every now and then we'll hit on a pale ale, especially one that is quite hoppy that we'll both enjoy. Uh, I don't know what, what it is about the beer sometimes, whether it's bittering hops versus flavor and aroma hops that she likes or dislikes or particular kinds of hops, but I'd like to find a nice pale ale to brew that we'll both enjoy. So the issue is this. Instead of me brewing a variety of different beers with different hops in order to figure it out, can you or your listeners suggest a taste panel of sorts using store-bought beers that can help distinguish a person's particular likes and dislikes? So he's saying, are there commercial examples that use hops A, B, and C that they can try together? Oh, yeah. So this may be a solution to that. Brew small batches. You could batches brew small batches. And uh, do a taste side-by-side taste test, mm-hmm. you know, as kind of like you're making starters. But, um, you know, you could use the same yeast. You could make a big starter of yeast and pour a little bit into each, which is what I did with this. I just poured Mm -hmm. a little bit of a yeast starter into these to get them going. Well, this is a great thing to do. Um, And and the only... I'm thinking, you know, if you you lined up some Pilsners, if you lined up Urquil and, you know, Starve Prague and whatever... And you went, okay, I like this, I like this, I don't like that. And you narrowed it down. You still have the challenge of figuring out, well, how do I make that beer? Mm-hmm. Or something approximating it. And that's when you go to the book, Designing Great Beer. <laughs> that's and, right. Yeah. Or the clone beer book. Or clone beer. Yeah. Right. Well, actually, that's what I really meant to say. Yeah. The clone, the clone beer book. And then you can go back to the other and put together a beer that, that gets you where you want to go. But, but by brewing... <clears throat> little beers, you're not investing in all the ingredients for five gallons of beer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like two cups of light dry malt extract. So that you're isolating, like you did in this experiment, you're isolating a particular variable. One variable. One variable at a time. Right. Yeah. And the hops would be the variable. Just put a quarter yeah. ounce of hops in there and brew well, them. That's pretty cool. Brew them up and see what you think. Do I like Saz? Do I like... Yeah. Cascade, well, Cascade like Amarillo. We love the Amarillo. We love the Amarillo. I may move to Amarillo just because <laughs> I like Amarillo so much. <laughs> but they're not they're not made in Amarillo. It doesn't matter. Grown in Amarillo. It doesn't matter. You just want to move there. Just because well, you you're Yala. I like Amarillo. It's a nice city. <laughs> All you've been to Amarillo. I'm sure it's lovely. You need to go. I talked to a guy who runs a, a, a meatpacking plant there. It's halfway between here and Santa Fe. Okay. Well, we better move on to our second. We're already 23 minutes into the thing. Uh, uh, that's right. We're not going to have time for our Christmas thingy. Okay. Now, this right. is... Uh, now, you got to get your three glasses oh, ready, yeah. but kind of put them off to the side okay. so we can see. This is right. my first batch of... 
of all grain beer. And this recipe is based on one from, it's called an Americolch, and it's uh, based on one from Scott Miller. And I tried to find the link to the original recipe. I couldn't find it. So I'm sorry. Scott Miller, if you're listening, thank you for the recipe. But I can't, I can't link back to it. Uh, I couldn't find it. Okay, so here's my first. Ooh, wow. It's got a good head on its shoulders. Well, I'm telling you. This is the first one. one. And this is my second one. Second batch. They both have a good head, which I think is is um, is thanks to the wheat. There's a bit of wheat in there, mm-hmm. which adds for good head retention. One, two. I don't want to get these mixed up. That's right. That'd be bad. And then this is the third. The third one. This is yours. Now the difference in these three. Oh, and I've mixed up. Oh well. Let's be all right. We'll just drink those indiscriminately. (laughs) (laughs) Difference in these three. My first batch, uh, I wasn't pleased with the mill that I got. I wasn't aggressive enough in milling my grain, and I only got an efficiency of like 48%. It was only like 1022, 10.28 going into the fermenter. The second batch was better, was... uh, Efficiency of 66%. So it was like 1047 going into the fermenter. Mm-hmm. So we should taste a remarkable difference between the first two. So here's my, I'm going to line them up over here. Yeah. And there isn't much difference in the color, really. I was expecting more no. of a difference in the color. They all look about the same to me. The, the, I think that your second one perhaps is a little bit more amber. Now looking at the screen, looking at the. Uh, Oh, okay. And a little video screen for the camera too. It's the monitor. <laughs> it's a technical it, term. There, there is a, uh, there is, there, yeah. It does look like there's a See, darker. I think, the, I think that the second one, second, and third look like they're darker than the first. Yeah, so we are and seeing I, a difference. Okay, this so is again, mine. this is the same recipe for all three beers. Yep. Um, now let's taste. Okay, which one are you tasting? Tasting the first one first. Okay, is that your first? Yep. This is your first. Mm. I think uh, this is a great beer. It's very light. It's quite a bit lighter. It's very than, light than the uh, samples, the experiment samples. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is a lot lighter. <laughs> but um, it's a lighter gravity beer, obviously. Yeah. And this is the one that didn't get the thorough milling. And there's a graininess there. This tastes. I can taste grain. Yes, absolutely. I can. It's like it's like bread. I mean, you can really taste, but it's not an unpleasant taste. Oh no, it's wonderful. I love it. I like it a lot. Mm. Okay, and very light in body. Yeah, which really is light. not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's a great you brew session, beer. session beers, great session, very beer. light in body. That'd be great for just sitting around playing poker or it's whatever. Tremendous. You don't want to get trashed. Okay, second one. Okay. Now, the second one is a better, same recipe, more same method, better mill on the grain. Mm-hmm. So we're getting more stuff out of the grain. And it's a little darker. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. 
quite a bit more complexity. Yeah, it is. As you can tell, it's a higher gravity beer. It's higher gravity. It's more complex. It has. It's, there's a lot more going on in this beer. Mm-hmm. There's kind of a, um, a roastiness. Mm-hmm. It's not nearly the, the graininess that we were tasting mm-hmm. before. It's more complete. It's finished somehow more. Yeah. Yeah. It's a more mature, balanced beer. Okay. And yet, <clears throat> I still like the spirit. I still like the first one. Yeah, you're right. But if you're shooting for a certain thing in your recipe... Exactly. Uh, this doing... Getting a the improper mill on your grain might shoot you down on that. Absolutely. So that both of these two were done doing uh, fly sparging or continuous sparging. And this is done doing a batch sparge. The third one was at your house with a batch sparge. So it'll be interesting to see if we tell the difference. And this is a younger beer. Yeah, that's quite a bit younger. This has been in the bottle for uh, three weeks. It smells great, though. Mm. That's tasty. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty darn good. You know what I think is really interesting here is that all three of these beers taste the same, but not really. It's in the same family. Yeah. It's like, yeah. They're related to each Am other. Am I articulate or what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> but it, it is. It's very surprising. I mean, you're definitely drinking the same beer, but they're not the same beer. So how would you... I mean, and... And unfortunately, we didn't take as good of a. Um, we were drinking. We, we were drinking lots more beers when we <laughs> brewed yours. <laughs> we were having. We were having a typical home brewer. Day. So uh, our measurements were not as complete as as we would have liked. So we don't know uh, the gravity difference or the um, efficiencies of the third. Beer. Yeah, we don't. But I can tell that it's a little bit lighter in body. It is, yeah. It's some. It's actually. It's it's between the your first and your second, as mm-hmm. far as the body and the mouthfeel mm-hmm. and all of that, and uh, they're all three very pleasant beers. I I could drink any of these beers uh, a lot, and and we shall. And we shall. <laughs> your wow. second one, I think, is is probably if I were going to be judging it, you know, like okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a judge. I'd probably oh. give this to Gold Ribbon. Ah. Just because I think it's the most complete version of the style that we have here. Yeah, the gold ribbon? Or the blue ribbon or whatever. <laughs> I think you have gold medals. <laughs> gold medals, blue ribbons. Paps, Paps blue, ribbon. blue ribbon. <laughs> Who knows? I'm sorry. I digress. <laughs> well, so to stop that. <laughs> but I do. I, I think this is the most complete version of it. So, but this is what we would kind of expect from yeah. each process, and maybe yeah. we're maybe we're tainted by mm-hmm. the by the uh, knowing how we did it. But you know what? The other great thing is, I mean, let's just face it: we're making homebrew. We're having a great time. Mm-hmm. It's it's for fun, and it's wonderful stuff. It's wonderful stuff. These all taste a little bit different, but we're not trying to make Budweiser here. You know what I mean? We're not trying to make like eighty. Well, but what I mean is, we're not trying to make. 48,000 tons 
of the exact same flavor. I hear you. That is not yeah. what we're about. What we're about is having a great time making very drinkable, very good beer that, yes, it's it's great fun, and I very much appreciate people that are uh, very scientific about it. Mm-hmm. I, I very much do. But but there's also this idea that I'm going to make this, and, and, and it's going to taste this way or this way or this way, and they're all good. Yeah. So if you, even so if you mess fun. up, if your efficiency is off a few percent, even... You know, the efficiency was off from the first two batches by almost 20%. Yeah. But the first one's still darn good. It's, it's, it's way good. <laughs> Believe me. So so the, uh, the lesson is get a good mill mm-hmm. and expect a bit of difference in uh, efficiency or the amount of s- stuff that you can pull out of the grain between fly sparging and batch and batch sparging, but you can compensate. But you can compensate with batch sparging, batch sparging, batch sparging by adding a little bit more, uh, like a pound or two of uh, grain. Yeah. yeah. So then you get the same beer with less time. With less time. <clears throat> so That's you're done with that first beer. Yeah. And then you know what? <clears throat> These are the. It's the last of their be last of the kind of those first two batches. This was it. This is after that no more. Boy. So I hope the recording works. And cuz we can't repeat this experiment again. <laughs> we get to fake it, but we're right. not going to do that. This um as good as your second one and mine are. I really like this first beer and mm. what I like about it is the flavor of the grain. Mm. I, I really do. So what may be There's, what may be considered a, an off flavor or something that would give you a strike in, against you in a judging, mm-hmm. you find... I find it very desirable. There you go. I don't have any problem with it. I think it's really neat. It, it tastes like it's... I don't know. There's something just earthy and good about it. You know? It's kind of like if you... I don't know. If you're a baker, if you ever bake bread and you and you take the warm water and you, you put the baker's yeast down in the water and you just swirl it around and then you kind of put your nose in and you go... And you breathe it in... And it smells great. Mm-hmm. That's what this beer is like. You, you get that. You, I mean, you get that. The grain, yeah. The grain. Oh, God. It's way good. Which, which, okay. may, which may be some of the tannins from the husk coming through from over. You do you get a tea? Do you get a, any bit of that astringent tea? Taste? No, I don't. See, I think I, I, think you I get, get a, little a little bit of it. Well, if there is, I don't get it. Mm. All right. Okay, we got to move on. We got to move on. Oh, that was the last sip of that first batch, and I did get. I, I see. I do get a little bit of the tannins at the end. I get a little bit of that, that well, you know, strong iced tea kind of a thing. Maybe, maybe that's just Cane's me. iced tea, or it's a southern thing. <clears throat> I don't know. Okay, Lipton. Lipton. Tetley. Don't turn. Cloudy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep that to yourself. <laughs> Okay, now, ugh, okay, <laughs> time flies when you're drinking lots of beer. I hope this is fun for everybody. It's sure fun for us. They'll be bored and silly. No, no, they're not bored and silly. They love this stuff. I'm kidding. I love this stuff. If you're drinking beer, you need to be drinking beer while you're listening to the show. <laughs> That's it. That helps. I've had, unless you're commuting. A lot of people commute, and you should not, unless you're on a train. What you need to do is get a, one of those insulated coffee mugs. 
with oh, beer in yeah, that's a great idea. As you're commuting on the train. You don't want to drive and, and drink, but... Anyway. Holiday wish list. Holiday wish list. Share. You want to start, or, or, or do you want me to start? You can start. Okay, John, and I, and I appreciate everybody for taking the time. I And let me do a blanket. I always appreciate when somebody takes time to write an email. Absolutely. Uh, to the show, or to me, because I get them all. Sometimes I forward, if they're too hard for me to answer, I forward them off to somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> but, um, but I always, I know that it takes effort to sit down at the keyboard and, and, and write an email, and I, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate people taking the time to, to listen. And you look, have you seen the Frapper map? It's turning brown with all the things <laughs> on it. <They're> just <laughs> Even in Europe. I mean, I got one from Belgium the other day. and That's great. You know, Belgium's like the beer. It's the beer mecca. We should go to Belgium. And visit. And just do a beer a beer tour of I'm Belgium. All, I'm all about that. We should start booking those. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Beer tours. <laughs> I'm all about holiday that. adventures. Okay, John right. from Sacramento, California, uh, says just stumbled onto your site and heard you talk about homebrew Christmas gifts. I found a gizmo called the Hop Stopper that looks really cool. The company that makes it is called Innovative Homebrew Solutions. It's a kettle screen, and the manufacturer says it will filter whole or pellet hops. Which has me very interested. I've told my wife she can put it in my stocking. So see, there you go. That's you know you talk to Santa directly. Good. Yeah. So that I looked at the site, this innovative homebrew solution site, and if you've got a, it works. If you've got a brew kettle with a spigot on it, mm-hmm. you hook this thing up on the inside, and it's this wire, this mesh thing, and it it filters the hops. Looks like a cool thing. I'd say. Your turn. Thanks, John, by the way. Thank you, John. Brent in Audubon, New Jersey. I like Brent's uh, take on life. Uh, Brent says, Brent writes, I've got a twist on your Christmas idea. How about gifts that home brewers can give? Mm. How true. Mm-hmm. Um, after all, it's better to give than receive. Well, That's we right. Know, we I, felt, that. I felt kind of guilty after I read his letter. This was like the second I got Letter I got. I was like, you know, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And he's like, you know, it's all not about it receiving, it's giving. I now felt, I felt kind of guilty. Here's the thing. I want Brent to come and be in my Christmas family. <laughs> I, I really do. He says, my wife and I have been brewing holiday-themed beers for several months in anticipation of the gift-giving season. We'll be giving away one-liter bottles and assorted six packs, <laughs> six packs, six packs to friends and family, <laughs> included in the mix. Now dig this. I'm digging it. <laughs> this is good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> like the Rat Pack. You're the jazz drummer here. Yeah, uh, spiced <laughs> spiced cranberry wheat ale. Mm. This is the one that got me. Porter brewed with juniper berries and cardamom. Oh, because man, well, you're the chef. Cardamom is just too hip. And, and then I have a cardamom sweater. <laughs> no, it's cardigan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that band, the cardigans. <laughs> Chocolate pumpkin dunkelweizen. Mm, my that's gosh. And a fairly straightforward extra special bitter. That sounds great. Yeah, should be a fun holiday for all those on our list. No kidding. How do I get on that list? How do I get Ooh, on that list? Boy. Keep up the good podcasts. I really enjoy them. That's right. I just, or thank you. I shouldn't say that's right. That's right. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. 
Thanks, Brent. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, I've given uh, home brews for Christmas. Oh, yeah. yeah. In fact, I used to give um, champagne bottles full of uh, mead for Christmas. Until you drink it all. Uh, well, that too. But no, um, but it, but I, I, I came across, if you're going to give away homebrew, here's something you might want to look out for. Um, I ran across a situation at work uh, where I was giving out mead, and hey, have you mead? And someone there was in Alcoholics Anonymous and was in recovery, Ooh. and it was an uncomfortable situation. So you might want to check to make yeah. sure that yeah. either for... You know, those reasons or for religious reasons, whatever, before you offer someone that to avoid an uncomfortable situation. Absolutely. But I'm really intrigued by this. You know, uh, Brent, if you hear this, <laughs> you're going to solicit I'm going to solicit this recipe. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just going to solicit beer. No, I, I wouldn't. You give I wouldn't put shipping that address on him, but... But I'd love to have the recipe for this porter. I really would. So, Brent, mm. if you hear this, um, send an email to the website, you know, yeah. and uh, share recipe. that recipe. In fact, let me put a plug in. There's a recipe page on the website. That's right. Fill it in. Share. I mean, I really, I, this is, these just sound wonderful. So, anyway, that's enough of that. Tell us about uh, what Caleb in Green, Grapevine, Texas has to say. Caleb in Grapevine, Texas says, I've just caught up with my podcast backlog. Thanks for providing a show with great content. Thank, thanks, Caleb. Except for this one, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and he, the interesting thing is that people listen to our show, you know, and they listen to these episodes that are like months ago. And, yeah. they, and then they'll write in a comment. Like he mm-hmm. writes in a comment on the sanit- sanitization show. Sanitization says, I'd like to add a word of support for no-rinse sanitizers. From a conservation standpoint, I find no-rinse sanitizers superior as they save water and ultimately energy, the energy used to provide municipal water. I've been using IOTA-4 for five or so years with great success in sanitization and product. So, good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good. I concur. Being green and energy conscious. Yep. As for the Christmas wish list, a wooden paddle, a wooden mash paddle, is classy and a useful item. Yeah. I, I could go for one of those. Yeah. You know, down in, uh, at our farmer's market in Fayetteville, we live in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Or I, close well, to it. He does. I do. I live in Perkville. But there's a there's a great farmer's market, and there's a, one of the vendors carves spoons. You know, they, they carve, you know, from trees. You know, like well, and if it's wood, wood would come from a tree. But, it, but they're really cool. And you could... <laughs> What a great thing that would be to have a a custom made a custom made mash, mash paddle. paddle. You are right. I love it. Okay, your turn. Nathan in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, Nathan gives Nathan, us Nathan is a friend of uh, Casey from Salem Springs. He's, really? in, he's in with that bunch. All right. Uh, Nathan has some ideas. He has an, an old pressure cooker, twenty qu- pressure cooker, twenty quarts or so. I want this for a couple of reasons, he writes. First, I want to be able to can. can. First, I want to, to... To can. To can extra wort. I'm sorry. To yeah. can extra wort to save for starters. What a great idea. This way I can have a bunch of sterile, all-grain wort on hand for creating a starter anytime I want. That's a great idea. That's an excellent idea. Wow. Second, I want to play around with steam injection. This way, if I miss my mash... 
I can simply insert the steam injector and raise the temp. It would take it would make step mashing in a cooler very easy without watering the mash down too much. That's right. Steam, wow. Steam injector. That's my nickname in high school. Steam injector. Okay. Uh, kegging equipment. He was second. Kegging equipment. I'm moving you along. Move it along. <laughs> Not to hurry through. But the, yes, pressure cooker for canning wort mm-hmm. for starters. Great idea. Kegging equipment. Uh, Splitting this one among different Santas in my life, a CO2 bottle here, a keg there, and pretty soon I should hope, uh, I hope to be able to start kegging. That's a great idea. And his third uh, wish, you get three wishes, was for a book. And the book is titled Brew Like a Monk. Brew Like a Monk. That's about all the brewing related stuff I've asked for this year. Thanks for doing the show. It's always fun to listen to. Well, thanks, thanks, Nathan. Yeah. I, I appreciate your taking the time to write in. Those are those are all good things. Uh, Sam from Urbana, Illinois, who sent sent a picture along with his email of, of he and his uh, members of his family and some friends playing. He's a music instructor up in uh, Urbana. All right, and uh, you're a musician as well. Absolutely. And he was on the piano, and his daughter was on the cello, and his I can't remember what his wife was playing. Trombone. Anyway, it was... Tr- there you go. You, <laughs> you're actually reading. Uh-huh. Uh, but but the, it was at an Oktoberfest party, and they were having a blast. Two accordions and... and uh, You know, anytime you get two accordions together, <laughs> you've got a good time. <laughs> Especially at Oktoberfest. That's right. Uh, so I, I wrote back and I said I was jealous that he was able to play music and then he had a musical family. Anyway, he says... Here are a couple of low-cost items I have on my wish list. A 21-inch stainless steel spoon. Yeah. <clears throat> kind of a twist on the mash mm-hmm. um, paddle. Mm-hmm. And a wallpaper pan for sanitizing my auto-siphon and tubing, which is also oh, a, yeah. a good idea. We talk, we've talked about it in past yeah. episodes. So there you go. Yeah. P.S. Here's a photo of my Oktoberfest party. Well, we can't show that. Yeah, well, but, on the uh, video thing, I might, I might email Sam and see yeah. if I can put that on the video podcast. Yeah. Cool. Well, anyway, thanks, Sam. Yeah. Now, Rick Sellers from Pacific Brew News Radio, and he's in Rose, Roseville, California. You know, he writes that it's always great listening to the new shows. Thank the you. Blind Mice uh, event was a very nice treat for homebrewers, and he says thanks. You're welcome. It was a great show, by the way. Oh, thank you. My holiday wish list is simple but big. I want to begin kegging. More accurately, I'd like to get away from bottling. Mm. See, I, li- I like bottling. I do too. I think it's just, I don't know. It's kind of like, um, what's the what's the duck that's uh, in the Disney cartoons who's the Scrooge McDuck or Scrooge, what's McScrooge? his name? Scrooge? Yeah, know. You know, he's always like, Going into the vault and, and playing with all the money. He, yeah. yeah, he's always playing with all the money. Yeah. Well, with me, I go down in the basement and I look at all the beers. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, there you go. So, I think, and uh, if you haven't checked out uh, Pacific Brew News Radio, go to PacificBrewNews.com and they're having some trouble with their iTunes podcast feed thing. Hmm. So you might have to go to the site to download each episode, but hopefully they'll be having a little, you know, issues with um, issues. issues with birthing. 
show, but they're, but they're <laughs> well, smart guys. They're smart guys, and they they're like BCP B BJCP certified uh, judges, and they know about you know they uh, they know they and they talk about Western uh, beers, mm-hmm. and I've sent them some of my homebrews, so hopefully they'll. They'll like them. Yeah, they get a, talk about some feedback. They said they were going to judge my beers, you know, like with a little sheet mm-hmm. on the radio. I, I don't know. Oh, if they're good, great. I hope they do them on the oh, on their show. Good. If Are they suck, me? I hope they send them discreet, discreetly. <laughs> Otherwise, it's the best beer you've ever drank. Well, I promise you. you. Thank you. I'm blushing. But I blush. <sighs> okay, Sean. From, we got to hurry. Yeah, let's hurry. We're getting. Okay, Sean from uh, Tremonton. I hope I'm pronouncing it. Am I pronouncing it right? Utah? Tremonton, Utah. Tremonton, Utah. And it's uh, it's illegal to homebrew in Utah. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Don't say anything. Okay. I have a, a limited wish list. I've just gotten back into homebrewing after listening to your show. Well, thank you. I get, I get a lot of that. People who are dormant homebrewers who listen to the show and then they get back into it after listening. So I'm <laughs> corrupting them. Uh, uh, I haven't brewed in about two years, but I'm now brewing about monthly, it seems. So here goes. A word chiller. Burettes. You know what burettes are? Does that go in your hair? <laughs> That's burettes. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't know what they are. They're flasks. Oh. Okay. Uh, like lab flasks. Okay. I had to look it up. And EDTA, I don't know what that is. Phenol... Phenol... Uh To conduct... Total water hardness titrations. See, he's in like QA. He's he's a science guy. Yes, he knows what he's heavy. doing. A pH meter and a propane turkey fryer type burner. He says, I have a degree in chemistry and used to work as a factory chemist at a sugar factory, and had access to the chemicals, pH meters, and burettes. It's something I'm missing now. Uh, and he he also said that he would like to uh, to see video episodes. So, Sean, this little video yeah. experience is uh, thanks in part uh, to you. This goes to a special to you, to, to, to Sean. Sean. To Sean. A reason to toast. Salute. To get toasted. Mm. This is our holiday show, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay. <clears throat> and this video podcast is kind of a, a, a Christmas gift to the listeners. Yeah, and now viewers. If you're watching this, you're you're not just a listener anymore. Okay, so go ahead. Russell right. from Boston. Russell from Boston, Mass. Message. Hi, James. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to read everything. I do. Things. I do. <laughs> my my holiday wish list consists of magnetic stir plate. You know what that's used for? No, I don't. For making starters, some people use a flask, and they use a magnetic stir plate that that stirs oh, okay. the flask continuously. Sure. If you really yeah. want to get scientific about the whole starter thing, it's number two on this list. Mm-hmm. It has a good beat and it's easy to dance to. <laughs> it's a conical fermenter. A conical fermenter. And number three, that's and where you can you can draw off the tube off the bottom and take. Yeah, and that's yeah, that'd be good. That I knew about. And number three, and I know that this is near and dear to your heart. Yes, is a refractometer. A refractometer. I've asked Santa Claus for a refractometer. So I don't have to use the hydrometer uh, in taking gravity readings before fermentation. Doesn't work so well after fermentation where there's alcohol present, but mm-hmm. if you're like sampling your wort or whatever refractometer, you just uh, hope Santa. Hope I'm been a good boy. Because you're a visual learner. 
<laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know what that means. And what is Casey, uh, our friend Casey in Salome? Uh, he has a bunch of books. Yeah. He's going to move. He's going to move to um, England, I think. So I think he's... The UK? Or England, Arkansas? Oh, no. The real one. The real one? The original okay. one. There is an England, Arkansas. So he wants books. Okay. Designing Great Beers by Ray Daniels. Good book. Yep. Radical Brewing by Randy Mosher. I don't know that I one. Have, have I should. Brew Like a Monk mm-hmm. uh, by Stan... Hieronymus, just taking a stab at that. Sorry, Stan, if you're listening. Sorry, Stan. Wild Brews by Jeff Sparrow and the Fungus Among Us from White Labs. So, uh, and then in gear-wise, he'd like a bottle washer, a bench capper. Um, He says you can't have too many carboys. That's true. (laughs) That is so true. Uh, And then the, the wallpaper pan thing. Would be really handy. And he says, hmm, I think I'll have to CC this to my wife as well. So that's when I was saying that Casey was going to be sneaky, oh, okay. he, he copied his wife on this email. I so that, you know, Santa would, Santa would know yeah. what, he was, what he was wanting. That's, that's a good strategy. Very good. Now, Rick uh, from BigFoamyHead.com. Which is uh, a good show. If you haven't... He, I haven't, you, I haven't he wrote, heard it yet. I well, to read, it go ahead and read... Yeah, thing. Uh, he he says hi to you, hi. and he says, but uh, this time, uh, let's see, we have uh, brewing and sampling and barbecue show in Memphis. Oh, oh yeah, you'd like this show. I you would, would like love this show. See, Rick, I'm from Kansas City, and I'm a barbecue head from way back. Yeah, and I'm from Hot Springs, Arkansas. Oh my, of course, trifecta. Of course, of we know that in Hot Springs. Well, I'm pointing at you. Yeah, I should be just pointing at me. I know, and those of us from Hot Springs, Arkansas, know that we have the best barbecue. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I understand well. they've got barbecue in Kansas City and Memphis, too. but I, oh, Just a little bit. <laughs> I've always said the only difference between Memphis barbecue and Kansas City barbecue, the only difference is that Kansas City barbecue is better. Oh! Ah! I... No, they're great. They're great barbecue. They're all great. Interstate barbecue, Corky's. Do we need to take a big, long road trip? Yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, Hurry on. we got about five minutes left. Uh, We start, uh, let's see. He wants a, uh, so go to BigFoamyHead.com. Just go there. I'm sorry this is so short, but you need to go there. BigFoamyHead.com. Cooler, spar, BigFoamyHead.com. I'll go there. Go there. It's a a fun show. I love it. Because I wrote Rick and I said, it's great to hear a podcast where people don't have accents. That's right. (laughs) Everyone in Memphis. Y'all. Okay, and then, yeah, we'll start. Okay. Evan. Evan. Final, the final one, just under the wire. Sorry, Evan, that we're hurrying through yours. The one item that I really have my... Evan from Knoxville, Tennessee, by the way. The one item that I really have my eye on is the Suds Buddy Cooler at beercooler.com. Those are really nifty. That sounds pretty cool. They're kind of, I don't know what it is, Kind of expensive. But they're, it's a it's a kegerator kind of thing, but they're, oh. they're plastic and they're, they're like, curved and kind of oh, different wow. colors. Yeah. And, my goal is to get one of those with a dual faucet tower and always keep at least two corny kegs of my homebrew in at a time. I love the portability of this cooler, plus it will give me my current kegerator back, or give my current kegerator back to my wife, who always seems to find a little nook or cranny to find something that didn't fit from the regular food refrigerator. So she's taken over the kegerator, 
And he's got How a does this happen? Well, you know, it's usually the other way around. We take over, <laughs> you know, stuff that's meant for general kitchen stuff, and it finds its way into the brewing uh-huh. stack. Uh, he would also... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Evan would also like a stainless steel air stones that is seen on several webs that he's seen on several websites, and it would help speed up and make forced carbonation easier in his kegs. That's right. Evan says, "Have a great Christmas and thanks again for a great show." Well, thanks, Evan. Thank you, Evan. And you need some beer. I do need some beer too. Would you want some of the experiment or some of the Americolsch? Oh, I don't care. You surprise me. It oh. Doesn't matter. How about how about this the more hoppy version of the experiment? Because we're headed for a hoppy Christmas. Happy Christmas to everyone. That's right. Happy Christmas. And thank you so much for tuning in, for listening, watching, all that kind of stuff. Um, a little bit of a ramble today, but yeah. you can see what we were doing. <laughs> and um, or you can hear what we were doing. And hear what we were doing. So this is to, I want to say, this is a little early, but I want to say uh, cheers to everybody who's out there listening and watching. Mm-hmm. And Merry Christmas to everybody. And I hope you have a happy new year. And thank you so much for making this experience with this podcast so rewarding. I'm going to tear up. I'm going to stop. Don't tear up. <laughs> and, and I just want to say happy holidays to everyone. This is a great uh, you know, a great uh, community that we've formed mm-hmm. through this podcast. And I, I believe that we have friends now across the world that we didn't have before. I agree. So this is what, it, you know, beer brings people together. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy holidays.